The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from writers, your humble host, Don The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, November 9th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I know I did not do the traditional introduction that I do at the top of every episode. I will have you know, um, I've done several takes uh, already before doing this one, and I tried to do it on the first one, um, and it led to an incredible coughing spree. Uh, If you have listened to anything that I've done this week or watched, uh, whether on the podcast network or the YouTube channel or um, the BR stream that I did on Wednesday, uh, you know that I'm feeling a bit under the weather this week. It's just a kind of a cold. Um, I appreciate those of you who have uh, you know sent well wishes my way. Just kind of battling through. I am feeling better, uh, but you know how it is. Sometimes you know certain effects linger a little bit longer. So just coughing a little bit, and um, it's obviously impacting my voice to a great degree. So I can't do the the normal like what up world. Um, but you know it worked out that we had an incredible guest lined up for you this week uh, that I was able to power through uh, in a conversation with on Wednesday morning. Uh, by the way, we did have a special edition of our BTB interview series that dropped this week with Dallas Cowboys legend DeMarcus Ware. That was before my voice completely fell off of a cliff. Uh, But Aaron Schatz of the FTN Network uh, and I sat down to talk about the Cowboys. In case you don't know who Aaron is, I find that to be impossible. Aaron is the genius behind DVOA. You've heard me reference that many times. Uh, You've seen it all throughout our work at Blogging the Boys. It is the holy statistic when it comes to evaluating professional football in today's modern times. Um, And for those of you who don't, you know, I I know some of you, I wouldn't say are more casual, but some of you don't necessarily uh, devote time to things like this. The idea behind DVOA is that it's supposed to explain everything in a much more understandable way. And what I mean by that is um, the example that's always used is, (coughs) excuse me, but do my very best. The, The past few takes haven't gone that well for me. Uh, not all three-yard runs are created equal. Um, it's and I'm I'm changing the example, but um, if if a running back has a three-yard run on first and goal from the three or fourth and goal from the three-yard line, um, that is not the same you know sort of quality three-yard run as somebody who has it from first and ten from their own twenty-five. You get what I'm saying? Like there there's nuance that is necessary for evaluation and statistics, and that's where DVOA comes in handy. Um, and so it's always great to kind of measure where the Cowboys stack up. 
offensively, defensively. Thank you, Bear. And from a special team standpoint, by way of DVOA, it's been a day around here, obviously, if you can't tell. Uh, so I'm very happy to, uh, to send you into the incredible conversation that I had. Aaron Schatz took DVOA to FDN Network this year. They've been doing such a tremendous job. So everybody check them out. And uh, yeah, here he is. Aaron Schatz of FDN Network joins me next right here on The Ocho. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Very pleased now to be joined by the one and only, the legendary, the internationally famous, a former contestant on many a different game show, on different uh, streaming platforms, I imagine, different cable networks. It is from FTN Network, Aaron Schatz. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us at Blog and the Voice. Hey, thanks for having me, man. If you could compete on a game show, what would it be and why? Probably Jeopardy. You know, I'm one of those trivia people. Besides, they need someone on Jeopardy occasionally who can answer sports questions. So I just ripped through those ones. You know, uh, Jeopardy uh, was kind of the Taylor Swift subject of the NFL before Taylor Swift, right? Like with all the Aaron Rodgers stuff, um, you know, that was uh, happening. Uh, that that has subsided. We'll see if the Taylor stuff does as well. Uh, Aaron, it's been so fun to chronicle your journey, obviously, forever now. Uh, I told you right before we started recording that you've helped make us, our staff at Blogging the Boys, a lot smarter in the past and a lot of our readers. Uh, we love everything that you do. DVOA is kind of the holy gospel when it comes to evaluating things in the NFL. So first of all, thank you for all your contributions to NFL fandom. But FTN Network, the new home of DVOA, it's been so awesome to watch it this season. You're helping me in a lot of my fantasy leagues and things like that. How have you enjoyed uh, the new season so far halfway through? I'm good. It's good. It's, uh, you know, it takes getting used to doing things a little differently. Um, you know, part of it is just a different way to post articles, right? Like just a different um, but it's been a great, interesting season. I feel like our projections have done pretty well, you know, not entirely, but but pretty good. And um, I'm having a good time. The FTN has been very friendly to me. It's been very good. Well, I'm enjoying the podcast as well uh, with you and Mike. And I really enjoyed this week's in a in a cynical way, I suppose. Um, obviously, I, I root for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so Mike's not super high on my list um, in that respect. Uh, but um you you made me feel both better and worse about the Cowboys' loss in Philadelphia. Uh, I was very excited to talk to you about this game even before it was played. I know you don't have any kind of metric along these lines, but this almost feels like the most forgivable loss by DVOA um, that any team has had in the NFL this season. Um, but on the other hand, it kind of 
doesn't feel that way because Dallas is currently ranked ahead of Philly in DVOA. Like, I I don't know how to but properly feel about what we've seen. It depends how you feel about forgivable. I mean, the word I would use is, you know, sort of unexpected. And I don't think it's not the most unexpected loss of the year. But, you know, I have a stat called post-game win expectancy, and it looks at the stats of the game and which team is more likely, you know, given the stats of the game, which team would have been more likely to win. And this was the only game this week with what I call reverse post-game win expectancy, right? It says that given the stats of this game, Dallas should have won, you know, 83% of the time. So you can feel good about that going forward, but you have to feel bad about that because, I mean, you know, game of inches, I don't have to tell Dallas fans about plays that were, you know, if you had just recovered the swift fumble, if you had just, you know, if Dak doesn't step out of bounds on the two-point conversion, um, the shoemaker on the fourth down. Um, and it's a hard loss because Philadelphia, no matter where they're ranked at DVOA, they are eight and one. I mean, you, you can't change the fact that you're a couple of games behind them now and you're losing the tiebreaker, which means you're probably got to go on the road and win three games on the road to make the Super Bowl, which nobody wants to do. And that's that's where I'm I'm torn. I mean, you've, you've only helped me feel more trapped in the middle. I'm I'm the true Jan Brady of right. this particular emotional ride. Um, you know, later in the podcast, you you mentioned the reverse post win expectancy with Mike. Um, you noted how the Eagles are, these are my words, one of the least intimidating eight and one teams that we've seen in the DVOA era. Um, and so every Cowboys fan, I mean, so much of NFL fandom is obviously you know propping up your own team, but also tearing down your division rivals. And I think every Cowboys fan is sort of justified in that sense and feeling like this Eagles team is gettable and that they aren't what their record necessarily says they are. But to your point, the record is what it is. And, you know, they're in this great pole position, obviously, with regards to the NFC's title race, the number one seed in the conference, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but does that I mean, do you think that provides hope for the Cowboys or for Cowboys fans rather that Philly might stumble across the second half of the season, given that they aren't necessarily an intimidating eight and one team? Maybe their schedule, you know, Philly fans are all super worried about their schedule, but based on average DVOA of opponent, their remaining schedule ranks 24th. So it's not like it's that hard. There's a couple of hard right. games on there, but a good number of easy games. And I, I'd have to look at the Philly schedule to see maybe they have two games against the Giants who are just, uh, oh, yeah, they have yeah. two games against the Giants. The last three weeks for Philly are Giants, Arizona Giants. So basically, it doesn't matter what they are after week 15. They're going to win their last three games unless they just don't care. So that's tough for Dallas fans, man, because, I mean, yeah, Buffalo and San Francisco and Kansas City and another game with Dallas that's in Dallas. And those are all hard. But, man, is it easy at the end? That is just three gifted wins at the end. So something uh, I've been kind of tossing around with my uh, my cohort um, who runs our Eagles site, Brandon Gowden is Detroit's obviously a factor in the number one seed race in the NFC. Um, and their schedule, as I understand it, is a little bit even less intimidating than Philadelphia. Yes. So fast forward to week 17, Dallas hosts Detroit. I think it's conceivable, particularly if the Eagles win that second game, obviously at AT&T Stadium, but uh, even if not, potentially, I think it's conceivable that it might be in Dallas's quote unquote best interest to lose that game. I mean, that that could be, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, in a general sense, they might um, need to in to make the wild to get into the wild card. And that's like, they, you're, obviously, you're there's, you know, sliding doors and all this. But 
that that world could exist where Dallas could be firmly in wild card contention. It could obviously impact their seeding in that sense. Um, but where if they win that game, it obviously establishes the top seed for the Eagles. I know the Eagles are your rivals, but based on my ratings, you would rather go to Lincoln Financial in the NFC Championship game than Ford Field. I have the Lions higher than the Eagles, even though I know the Eagles are the big bad rival and the Lions we all feel like historically whatever. I don't know if you really want that. It might be better to have to go to uh, to not have to go to uh, to Ford Field. Ford Field's also been a weird house of horrors for the Cowboys in the past, too. That was the Calvin Johnson 300 million yard game um, happened there as well. Um, just some weird stuff happens in that building. Every Cowboys fan is afraid of Levi Stadium more than anything, as I'm sure you're well aware. Um, to the Cowboys point of this, though, um, they are ranked higher than the Eagles right now in DVOA. And I think people aren't necessarily down following the loss, but there are lots of reasons for optimism and confidence in Dallas. Their schedule gets a little bit tougher after Thanksgiving. They host the Seahawks on Thursday night football, then they get that Eagles game we've talked about, and then they go to Buffalo and Miami back to back. But it seems reasonable to expect this team to win 11, 12 games again and to be potentially that five seed. And if you can't be the one seed, I think you probably want to be the five. So you can travel and face the winner of the NFC South. Yes, I agree. Yes, Dallas, that's why I think they're going to want to beat Detroit in week 17 because they want the five seed because the NFC South winner is going to be an average team that you feel is very beatable, even at home. I mean, you have a lot of hope. They've just they've got to fix the offense, right? Like, let's talk about what's good and bad for the Cowboys. Good, the defense. Bad, the offense. The running game has not gotten it going this year. And the passing game is like one guy. I mean, they just have not gotten Michael Gallup has, has never recovered from the injury to be the Michael Gallup we thought it could be. And Brandon Cooks is almost a non-factor this year. It's been strange. Uh, Brandon Cooks only has 29 targets. He's missed a game. Um, but still, I mean, you look at the, the first seven games of any season of his career, and he's experiencing dramatic career lows, including in catch percentage, though, which if you want to put some semblance of blame on Brandon Cooks, I don't think that that would be completely ridiculous at this point. Um, but so you're right. The Cowboys offense of the top 10 teams in DVOA, they're the only offense that's ranked, uh, excuse me, outside of Cleveland. But Cleveland, you can kind of explain away with uh, P.J. Walker games and things like that. Like that hasn't Well, no, because Watson has been terrible. I mean, well, That's true. I don't even, you know, has Watson really been that much better than P.J. Walker? It's just that their defense is so good. But, yeah, I mean, of the teams that you expect to have a good offense, like Dallas is not – it's not doing what you expect. It's – that's the thing. I think every Cowboys fan wants to kind of comp their group to say Philly or San Francisco, but they're not as well-rounded currently. And obviously the offense has, has found a little bit of form over the course of the last three games. But to your point right now, I think their comp is more Cleveland, even Pittsburgh uh, again, from just a DVOA. I know Pittsburgh's lower in overall team DVOA, but that's yeah. weird. I mean, and I, I don't know what to hang that hat on. Um, Tony Pollard has obviously struggled tremendously um, I looked this up on um, on Tuesday night. Zeke Elliott outperformed Tony Pollard through the first eight games of his season last year, which is just, I mean, that's not like to boost Zeke Elliott up here. I mean, that just contextualizes how poorly Tony Pollard's played. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look, here's the thing that Dallas has going for it that Pittsburgh doesn't, right? They have had equivalent offenses this year, but in the end, the quarterback in Dallas is just better, just better than the quarterback in Pittsburgh. So the likelihood that the Dallas offense will get back on track 
and be like a top 10 offense the rest of the way is much stronger than the likelihood that Pittsburgh will get on track and be a top 10 offense the rest of the way. But there's no doubt that it's been disappointing this year. I mean, we thought that the Dallas would have a top five offense, and it's absolutely not. If you strip away the pure DVOA-ness of it all, because as wonderful as DVOA is, sometimes you, I don't say you need a little bit of eye test, but you just need a little bit of, you know, kind of gut feeling. Uh, you've talked about that this week with the Ravens, right? They, they may not yeah, actually be. I don't as, feel like the Ravens are quite as good as my as my numbers think they are, yeah. Right. So in that sense, um, I hate to call it the eye test, but um, you've talked about the quarterback. Dak Prescott is, I don't know that over the last three weeks, I mean, you can pick any advanced metric you want. He's playing at, at an incredibly high level. The conversation is always about where does Dak rank in NFC quarterback hierarchy? Where would you put him? I mean, and you could factor in Jalen Hurts' injury status. It was not the greatest game of Hurts' career. He did everything that was obviously necessary on Sunday against the Cowboys. But I think it's hard to argue against the idea that Dak is playing like the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, the best quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC, right? So we know sure. that is one issue. But I guess I would put Hurts ahead of Prescott, but um, I don't think I would put Stafford ahead of him. And we know that Purdy and Goff are very dependent on their teammates and scheme. If you said to me, you know, what's what's better, Prescott in the Detroit scheme or Goff in the Dallas scheme, there's no question. Prescott in the Detroit scheme would be better. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's much more a case of being let down by the receivers than of Prescott himself. You know, like the interceptions are down, for example. Right. Right. Like he he um, he's not taking a ton of sacks, I don't think. Like, I think it's he's just the receivers other than the lamb are just not getting open, just not getting open. Yeah, and not getting open. Michael Gallup had a critical drop on third down, uh, the final possession of the first half. Cowboys had to settle for a field goal. Um, you're right. I mean, he's the interceptions mostly came in the San Francisco game. He had a tip ball against the Rams and things like that just kind of tend to happen in the NFL. As you forecast, again, factoring in some some gut feel, some eye test, um, a lot of people, you know, are worried because the Cowboys won't have home field advantage or whatever the case may be. What What is the ceiling for them? I mean, that you see as we sit here wrapping up the first week of November. Well, I mean, the ceiling is to win it all, right? Like, are they one of the top candidates to win it all? No. But could things break right for them in a year like the 2012 Ravens or something? Yeah. It's unlikely because they're going to have to go on the road and they're going to have to win three games on the road. And that's going to be really hard. But, I mean, it's not time to give up on the season or anything like like sure. there's there's a shot like they 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 have a shot it's just you know it's not as good a shot as Detroit or San Francisco or Philly I think it'll be really interesting so much of their road could be impacted obviously on the seeding of the division winners and who winds up winning the one seed uh because I think every Cowboys fan feels fairly confident in the team's ability to go to Philadelphia and win nobody's confident in their ability to go to San Francisco Ford Field a little bit more of a coin flip um, so much of that can can be wild and can be weird by what happens in the wild card round because you can be the five seed yeah, and then go play tough. the I, I know this could being a Patriots fan, there were years where the Patriots just didn't match up well with Denver. Right. Right. And as a Patriots fan, you were like Peyton Manning, oh give me Peyton Manning all day, Steve McNair, great. I do not want to play Denver. And I think that Dallas fans feel the same way about San Francisco. Dallas just does not match up well with the way San Francisco plays offense and defense. You just would much rather have to play Philly or Detroit or Philly and Detroit. 
yeah, I mean, that's where you never know what to root for. Um, I don't know who I'm, it, it was still a little too far out to figure out like, this is the best possible, you know, seven teams to get in to work out for Dallas's favor. Like last year, I think it, it really hurt Dallas that obviously New York beat the Vikings. I think every Cowboys fan would have enjoyed a trip to Philadelphia in the division around and felt like they could have beat the Eagles, at least again, given their recent history against San Francisco, sometimes the seeding just breaks that way for you. Um, it is what it is. Aaron. DVOA seriously is just I, I can't express how important it is to what we do, uh, how important it is to our audience. So thank you for everything. FTN Network has been so awesome. Like I said, fantasy help, um, all sorts of help. It is such a clean look. I mean, no um, in slight intended anything in the past, but you mentioned the interface is different. It's nice on the eyes. The color scheme works out really well. Um, so it's really easy to navigate. We really appreciate that as users. Thanks, man. Yeah. And for people who don't know, the URL for all the DVOA stuff is ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA. Everybody can check out the podcast. Um, get some more light blue stuff. You know what I mean? To match the logo, Aaron. Let's, I think that we've got to up your wardrobe a little bit so everything is uh, kind of, you know, all the same common denominator. So I don't match any team. You know what? Uh, um, there's, um, there's a team out there somewhere. I think Ohio State's wearing all gray uniforms this week. So you're rooting for the Buckeyes. Ugh. I want to give a big time shout out and a big time thank you to Aaron Schatz for taking the time to join us. Big thank you, big shout out to FTN Network. Um, again, I, you know, I check their their website. I can't even tell you how many times a day. Um, obviously, it's important to understand kind of who the Cowboys are and who their opponents are, uh, and it's helpful to contextualize things, which is why the conversation with Aaron was so enlightening, um, especially in a week like right now where the Cowboys still rank ahead of the Eagles in DVOA. Um, I'm going to be honest with you all. My voice is really, really struggling. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to get out of here cleanly. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I hope everything you eat is delicious. I hope everything you watch is entertaining and I hope the Cowboys beat the Giants and don't give us any stress on Sunday in a game that should be relatively easy. So I hope you have the greatest day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.